Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. You have all wondered who we are, and so we shall now tell you. We are an international group. We have no name. We have no symbol. We are drawn together by common beliefs. That tyranny and oppression of any kind must end, that censorship is wrong, and that privacy is an inalienable right. Okay. Oh, we are recording. Fantastic. So we're ready to uh, to rumba. Yeah. So, um, yes, my name's Tommy Trelawney. Sitting opposite me in a recording studio is Mark Johnson. He's an activist working for Big Brother Watch, an organisation that fights for internet privacy. So, yeah, how much have you heard about Cicada 3301? Quite, I have a, quite a rudimentary uh, understanding. Um, there was a kind of on, online puzzle, although it transpired into the kind of offline world as well. Mm. Well, I, I'll show you how it links to privacy, but... Um, sure. I won't give you the whole run through as it's three years worth of puzzles, but basically it starts with this image. On my screen is a picture of an insect, a cicada. For the fortunate few that made it all the way to the end of the second year, a message awaited them. And they were faced with basically a questionnaire. And I I reckon these are sort of yes or no questions, but okay. um, one... Do you believe that every human being has a right to privacy and anonymity, and it is within their rights to use tools which help them obtain and maintain privacy, i.e. cache, strong encryption, anonymity software? Yeah. Do you believe that information should be free? Yep. Do you believe that censorship harms humanity? Yep. Yeah, why have you said yes to that? You're listening to Archive. The World's Hardest Puzzle, a podcast from Stack, episode three. It's dark outside. You are undoubtedly wondering what it is that we do. We are much like a think tank in that our primary focus is on researching and developing techniques to aid the ideas we advocate, liberty, privacy, security. This is Cicada 3301's Manifesto which outlines the core beliefs of the group. Judging by its contents, Cicada 3301 is dedicated to internet privacy. If I have this right, this was all some sort of recruitment contest. Recruitment to create some sort of privacy software? This is a tangible lead, and I want to explore the connection further. 
So I got in touch with an expert. When in doubt, find an expert. As he was arrested, Lewis was heard to shout in a loud voice, Long live Big Brother! My name's Mark Johnson. I am the advocacy manager at Big Brother Watch, which is a civil liberties NGO. And um, yeah, I've been at the organisation for a couple of years now. Previously, in one of my kind of policy roles that I had before worked on um, privacy online and also freedom of expression online and generally thinking about internet regulation and, and these balancing questions. Big Brother Watch, the organisation Mark works for, contains a reference to George Orwell's 1984. In the book, Big Brother is the all-seeing eye of the state, who achieve total control through constant and permanent surveillance. Good night, comrades. Remember, even in your sleep, Big Brother is watching. For the less bookish, Big Brother is also a reality TV show, where you can watch people doing nothing, all day, every day. Now, would you like me to be the cat? Yes, please. Well, everybody, everybody needs privacy. Um, there is a reason why we have uh, passwords on our email, uh, you know, addresses or, or passwords on our phones. You can't have freedom of expression without having privacy. You can't have a free society full stop, really, without privacy. It's, it's, it's a quite a foundational right to living in a liberal democracy. Everyone has a different relationship to privacy. At its core, it's something all of us would at least like to have. But in today's world, it isn't about whether someone has a public or private social media account. The issue is largely to do with the platform, how it chooses to use your data without your knowledge, and how much of it. Maybe you subscribe to the nothing to hide argument. I've done nothing wrong, so who cares who has access to my data? I think it's a fundamentally flawed argument in as much as everybody does have something to hide. You can take numerous examples. You know, you have a lock on your front door. When you go and have a shower, you lock the door. If you know or feel like you are being watched, you you are not free. You, you cannot be an independent, autonomous human being if you are being watched. Often with these things, wouldn't the government argue that it's in our interest, that some form of surveillance can stop with terrorism or cybercrime? How would you respond to that? Isn't some form of surveillance good? Yeah, if we're talking about uh, state surveillance, often with these issues, there may be a justification given. Often They're often quite emotive justifications. You mentioned, for example, terrorism. But often what has been found to be the case, if, if, you know, for the purposes of surveillance, you cast the net so wide that you are basically surveilling people without suspicion, that all sorts of people, innocent people, are caught up in your surveillance practices, then it will not be effective either. Breaking news this evening is the identity of the man who sent the Obama administration into defend and explain mode this week. His name is Edward Snowden. He's an American former CIA employee and computer technician. Today he came out as the leaker of classified NSA documents that spell out a secret surveillance program. Was it 2012 that the puzzles came out? Again, a sort of uh, a, an interesting time, you know, the Snowden leaks happening a year later. Edward Snowden is a whistleblower. He is the most well-known whistleblower in the history of the United States. Edward Snowden revealed his identity to The Guardian. 
2013, Snowden made a series of high-profile leaks. He exposed the surveillance activities of the US and its allies, which included the UK. First, the capability for telephone and internet companies in the UK to retain data on who contacted who, when and where. And second, the public did not realise the extent they were being watched online. Some didn't realise it at all. People at NSA, analysts, can actually watch people's internet communications, watch them draft correspondence and actually watch their thoughts form as they type. Edward Snowden is currently exiled in Russia, but wanted in the United States. President Vladimir Putin is going out of his way to flatly reject the request to send Snowden back to the U.S. If he ever returns, he faces up to 30 years in prison for espionage. Uh, No, I'm not going to be scrambling jets uh, to get a uh, 29-year-old hacker. People were suddenly starting to become aware of the fact that with centralised systems of kind of like, you know, internet governance or, or how platforms work that surveillance was becoming more prominent, not only in terms of how services operated, but also through these centralised platforms, you know, agencies could look at us and and, and monitor us more closely. So interesting that it's around that time that the group came to fruition, you know, during a period when people were beginning to take seriously, you know, their, their, their kind of digital privacy, their privacy rights online. As Mark points out, Cicada 3301 surfaced in a time where the debate around online privacy was really only entering the public sphere. These puzzles, aimed at recruitment for a privacy think tank, came at such a perfect time. Everybody was starting to think about privacy online. In the news were whistleblowers like Edward Snowden, and tech corporations were already developing sophisticated algorithms based on user data. The kind of algorithms that have served you this very podcast. Remember, even in your sleep, Big Brother is watching you. Big Brother is watching you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. 
or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. For me, 2012 was the year of Gangnam Style, Club Penguin, and poking people on Facebook. If you were doing any of these things, and if you weren't, seriously... You were one of approximately 2.4 billion internet users worldwide that year. 2013 was the year of Snapchat. People of all ages across the world realized there was only one way to improve sending a message. To include a picture of their face with it. Snapchat users uploaded 110 million photos per day. That's 1,273 photos every second. If you weren't Snapchatting with your friends, you might have been sharing cat pictures on Tumblr or doing the Harlem Shake. And finally, 2014, the year the internet gave us an idea of just how powerful it would become. The world was changing. Captivated by the promises of the internet, we dived headfirst into the unknown. Communities migrated from the real world to the virtual. For the first time in human history, you could make friends you had never met in person. But we did not know the true extent this change would bring. The world we live in today. The world we are creating for future generations. Children born today will never know a world without the internet. I don't know about you, but I find it hard to imagine a life without it now. As the internet grew bigger and bigger, it casted a longer, darker shadow. And in the darkest corners was another kind of internet. One that Cicada 3301 drew people to. Are you guys familiar with onions? And I'm not talking the vegetable. I only from this, which I got was, it's a type of dark web link. I've gathered Nikki and our producer Temi in an office. I've got something to show them on my laptop. You know, like Google Chrome, right? And Internet yeah, Explorer. Yeah. Those are surface level browsers. You can type something in, go to a website, go to YouTube, whatever. Um, however, the dark web is websites that cannot be accessed using a search engine. This is the hidden wiki. You can only access this on the dark web. It is an onion website, meaning that it's only hosted on the Tor browser. So let me show you when I put the same link into Google Chrome, can't be reached. Ah. Welcome to the dark, this is the dark web. Yeah. So Cicada, in this, they started putting up these onion websites. These websites that you needed to use the dark web to Mm -hmm. be on. And the advantage being is governments, in theory, in theory, can't watch what you're doing. So the so the dark web aims to protect the user mm. more so than it does the person who sets up the website themselves, is it? It's both. Okay. So um, if you don't want to be, if you want to be doing something that the, you don't want the government to know about, mm. you will want to have your 
light. You want to be basically shrouded. You want to be encrypted. You don't want people watching. Um, and so this can appeal to loads of different people. The thing that gets in the news about the dark web is the guns, the drugs, awful stuff. Yeah. However, um, it's very useful in countries with oppressive regimes. Mm. So BBC News and the New York Times have onion versions of mirror versions of their website so that people in countries where the government will watch what you're doing, you can access wow, using the Tor browser. So it's the good and the bad. If you yeah, don't want to be watched, you will... And so in this space, um, you know, you are hidden. In theory, what Cicada seems to be doing is they are, they are taking leading users... To the dark web. ...into the dark web so that um, people can't watch what they're doing. Cicada 3301 took place across the internet, but eventually led to the dark web. Whilst you may have heard of this corner of the internet, or heard rumours about what goes on there, you may not know what it actually is. Tor browser is basically like, it's, it's like any other browser. You download it, it looks like any other browser, but it only connects you through the Tor network and it's bundled with lots of privacy features. So it doesn't save any browsing history. Uh, so, and let's say you're a, a source actually and you want to leak information to, to, to a journalist securely. Do you want to do it via uh, regular means, the regular internet? No, the, the best way to do it, maybe the most secure way to do it is via Tor. Raya Sharpain works for the Tor Project, the organisation behind the Tor Browser, a service used to access the dark web. Despite the dark web being a vital channel for journalists, human rights activists and whistleblowers to communicate, it must be called the dark web for a reason. I'm starting to notice the elephant in the room. And I'm about to get very polite. Something that uh, I would be remiss not to talk about is when when the dark web, as it's called in the news, you, you get a lot of this stuff, you know, uh, popping up. It, it gets often associated with like illegal activities. Um, how do you respond to that at the Tor Project? As in a non-profit that promotes human rights, we're completely against any form of... Um, uh, harms uh, uh, like uh, the, what I mentioned, but any any other harms or promoting any harmful activities, um, and so we need to protect encryption. Encryption is very important for privacy. You can't say you care about privacy without saying you care about online privacy, and therefore without saying you care about encryption. It's a human right in the sense that it doesn't need to be ink on paper. Everyone instinctively or intuitively knows that privacy matters. The way the Tor browser works is by encrypting your traffic. No one can see what you're doing or which sites you're visiting. This allows for total anonymity online. You may not know this, but much of what you do on the surface web is being logged as data. Data that can be used to provide you with ads and online services, or in some cases, used by the authorities. Some feel like this monitoring is a useful service. Others feel like it's invasive. In any case, 
services like the Tor browser give you the option to opt out. What's the vision of the Tor project and what's what's your vision for the future of privacy in a sort of more utopian world? Uh, why utopian? Why should this vision be even utopian? It should be a it's it's very possible for us to go into this world and I think we're building uh, this in the Tor project. We're building a world where privacy is the norm, where uh, privacy and security online and therefore offline is uh, mainstream and it's our cult- it's a culture and it's a global culture. It's not that far uh, of a dream to, to reach uh, towards. As I'm about to wrap up the interview, another member of the Tor project has a message for me. That's it. No, no, no. Thank you so much. This this was really great. I have a message from from Roger, <laughs> obviously like one of the one of the three founders. So um, he apparently is also in contact with somebody who is organized, or in the past at least used to be in contact with somebody who was the organizer of uh, the Cicada Puzzle. So so he just offered this up. <laughs> No, only again, people who have identified themselves with the PGP key, like, um, and then I just, you know, heard in passing from Roger that somebody identifying themselves in like an IRC chat with, you know, the, the, the PGP credentials that the, uh, Cicada group used, um, was in touch at one point many years in the past. So let me get this straight. Cicada 3301 has been in contact with the Tor project, or at least somebody using their unique PGP signature has. Is this a sighting? There's a lot yeah. to talk about. And I'm overwhelmed a bit. I am too. Straight after the interview, Pavel, who's like the press team for Tor, said okay. this. I have a message from, from Roger. <laughs> Obviously like one of, the, one of the three... Shortly after our interview, I get back in touch with the Tor project. I need to hear more, but no reply. Of course, I try again, and then try again using another channel. Nothing. They've gone silent on me. Maybe that's something I'm not supposed to know. And I think anyone usually now, a big argument is, Say, for example, when they're, you know, trying to, in, in different terms, trying to combat bullying for children on Twitter, they're like, okay, everyone should have, because, you know, you can have endless Twitter accounts as long as you have endless emails. So they were like, if everyone is linked so that if you say something racist, homophobic or derogatory or whatever online, they can basically f- go back to exactly who you are as a person, not just a username. Are we not better off? And then some people fight back being like, no, like, I want my privacy, I want whatever. And then the counter argument to that is, if you have anything to hide, no, if you don't have anything to hide, why would you care? I don't think you get independent think tanks about internet privacy, unless you're like an advocacy group. But if you don't think the government should access it, you do it yourself and distribute quietly. And I I think that's where Cicada operates, in creating like privacy solutions outside. Then why haven't we heard any of the outcomes? That's what I'm thinking. Like, unless there, how is there not one thing that we can like tangibly be like, that could be it. But we're the general public. It's not for us. It's for, it's for the group. They want to be hidden. They want to share it amongst themselves. 
But I suppose that's with anything. You know, if it gets into the wrong hands, it can become what was like a good thing can become a bad thing. Like the yin and the yang, you know what I mean? There's good and the bad and bad and the good. Like that, I feel like that's where I'm at right now. Years later, we still know very little about those behind the Cicada 3301 puzzles. The only piece of information we have is the leaked email in which they disclosed their beliefs. According to the manifesto, they were dedicated to internet privacy. I wonder whether you've given much thought to internet privacy. I admit, before this, I hadn't. But after speaking with people like Mark Johnson and Raya from the Tor Project, I've come to realise that there's an underground battle taking place. It's a battle over how the internet itself is governed. And it's something that Cicada 3301 was a part of. Since these puzzles came out, an online community has gathered around Cicada 3301. As I told you before, they've nicknamed themselves the Cicada Solvers. And it's high time I joined. So, late one night, I set up an account. My username? Vrilon77. Welcome, Virilian. Welcome. Very nice to meet you. If you've not heard our first series, The Interruption, then that reference will make absolutely zero sense. Archive is a Stack production. Created by me, Tommy Trelawney. And me, Nikki Anderson. Sound design was by the amazing Tom Wally. Temi Adebayo was our fantastic assistant producer. Production support by Taylor Owen. Executive production came from Charlie Morgan, Luke Moore and John Teague. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl, yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>